Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. About to catch up with Jeff Kolb, Fox 4 Sports, joining us here in the G-Bag Nation as it's hour number five, the power hour, the final hour of this TD Tuesday extravaganza. Zach Wolchuk alongside Brian Broaddus, Lucius Alexander, and you. We will have TD Tuesday coming up on the other side, and then we'll cross talk with tonight's version of the Get Right. I believe it's going to be the three-time, three-time, three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold, and Alec Medford, Little Red Medford. I'm sure Alec can chime in on his favorite wrestler. He's a big wrestling fan. Did that top 10 earlier. But without further ado, let's go out to the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline and welcome in Jeff Culp. Jeff, He's in the how the hell you doing, bro? Hey, guys. Great to be on with you. Man, uh, you know, certainly I know you were out there in Miami. It, it wasn't the way that the Cowboy fans wanted it to go, like myself. But uh, I mean, are, are you maybe the jinx here? Because I saw you posting that the last time you were in Miami and Tua played, he came out with a win. And this time, certainly, Tua did come out on the winning end. That's right. No, Miami was great until about that final minute. So I, I was there in 2018 for the Orange Bowl when Bama went up. I think it was 21 nothing on Oklahoma. And OU made it close late, but Atua got the win there and then came out on top in this one. And what a, what a turn of emotions, you know. You get that 17-play drive late from Dak, and you're feeling so great about this game. And then uh, things turned really quickly there at the end, and it was – you know, you're getting ready for a happy locker room, and and then all of a sudden, it's you know, where did this go wrong? What were uh, what were some of your immediate takeaways from that one? I mean, there were several plays I think that stood out, but you had C.D. Lamb. That's the one thing we've been talking about, trying to figure out why in the world was C.D. Lamb, who was just torching Miami, just essentially irrelevant for a couple of quarters, and they go back to him when they end up having that game-winning drive or what could have been the game-winning drive. But I'm curious, what stood out to you most from that loss in Miami? Yeah, I think the thing for me that was frustrating was the defense played so well. Um, you know, you hold the top scoring offense in the league to five field goals, and that's something to be proud of. But, you know, little things, as I know you guys were talking earlier about, the attention to detail has really bit this team. And in some ways, I think this felt a lot like at Philly. You know, little things, a toenail here or there, um, kind of held this team back from – a win in Miami, a win in Philadelphia. You, you get those two wins, and, and you're, you know, top seed in the NFC right now. Obviously, that's kind of a cheap, you know, argument to make on paper because it's not there. But, um, you know, and then that opening drive for Pollard not to get in, as, you know, I know you guys have been talking about, and then obviously the fumble. Um, they need more from this run game. And Detroit is, I think, third best against the run in the league so far this year. So, um, yes, I think there's something to be had there in the passing game against Detroit. But, you know, when you look ahead towards 
facing Philly again or San Francisco again, uh, if it's just going to be all on Dak Prescott, I don't like that formula for this team. Yeah, you mentioned that, uh, Jeff, about, uh, you know, just uh, if it's all on Dak Prescott. But you know, we've seen him play at a very, very high level. I just felt like they missed some opportunities in that game yeah. yesterday. I mean, you mentioned defense played well enough. that You know, the couple of quarters basically with no C.D. Lamb, though, did you get any reasons why? I know we had Todd Archer on earlier. I was watching the All-22 it seemed like there was nothing really different about how they were covering. Have any of your sources told you anything any different than of why they just didn't get him the ball enough? Honestly, no, no, no. And I think that was really a dumbfounding part to to how this game went. It you know that opening drive, it seemed like a good script, right? Fifteen right. plays, and they go right down, and then. It just felt like, you know, there was all the talk all week about the Vic Fangio blueprint storyline. And sure. it felt like for a while in the meat of that game that he had some answers, you know, to stop uh, Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy's attack. And it just seems like it took too long for whatever reason. And maybe that's the most concerning part that we don't really know why it was. Right. Um, you know, like you guys were, I think, talking about earlier with Todd. At some point, you just have to throw it at CD, period. He's right. the best playmaker. He's one of the top receivers in the league. You just have to go there. I don't care if Jalen Ramsey's there. You throw him the ball, and you take your chances. So, um, yeah, it's. I think it's concerning that here we are with two games to go, and you're struggling to find answers, you know, and you've had two games where you've been so ice cold with Buffalo. That late touchdown was really a garbage-time touchdown. And then, you know, in this game, you only come away with, two touchdowns so it's not what you want to see and and you hope that Dak can put up 30 plus against this Detroit team but they're tough so we'll see Jeff Kolb with us here in the G-Bag Nation one of the best young up-and-coming reporters we've got here in the DFW Metroplex Jeff where, where are you kind of putting the Cowboys right now in the hierarchy of things in the NFC I, I still think Philadelphia is struggling they clearly split with them this year they beat them a couple weeks ago they're going to get a good test with Detroit coming up this Saturday night and then San Francisco losing last night to Baltimore. I mean, what's your confidence meter with them in the NFC currently? First off, I, I appreciate the compliment there. Um, I, you know, I still think that the Cowboys are one of the six or seven teams in this league that you can look at and say, I can see them winning the whole thing. And I know that's a tough pill, you know, right now coming off of these two games to maybe believe that that's possible, but um, I think they're right up there. And, you know, I, it was eye-popping to me to hear Mike McCarthy laud this Detroit team as the, big, the biggest challenge so far this year. And I don't know, if, I wasn't quite clear if he meant just at home because then he only mentioned Philly or if he meant overall because, in my opinion, it's clearly San Francisco mm-hmm. the toughest challenge you've had. But uh, I think this Cowboys team has everything you need to go the distance, the question is, will they put it together? And we won't see before the postseason if they can beat a legit contending team on the road. And that's the scary part of that. You know, in my mind, the more I think about this, in some ways I'd almost like to see the Cowboys have a road test in the playoffs before they get to San Francisco. Uh, So they can maybe build a little bit of confidence in that sense. You know, we're making so much about road versus home But when you look back the last two years, they've lost to the same Niners team. You know, they lost at home by, what, uh, six points two years ago and out there by seven points 
last year. So it was pretty close either way. Regardless, you're going to have to go through San Francisco. So in my mind, I think the big thing for this team is just get right, get some momentum going into the playoffs, forget about the seeding, just get hot like you were during that six-game span right out of the bye week. Jeff, you mentioned earlier about attention to detail. That's kind of the vibe I'm thinking right now, or myself, the the angle. Where where are you on that with with the team? And you know some of the you know some of the things that happen in game or at the end of games. Uh, where are you on the attention to de- detail front? Yeah, that's a great point, Brian. I I don't I I believe so much in what McCarthy's built here. It seems like the sure. culture has just come a long way. Yeah. Um, but you know there are these lingering bugaboos when you think of the penalty issues and just little things from this Miami game and other instances that come back to bite you. So that's another one, sort of like the CD situation, that it's like it's hard to put your finger on, and right. here we are. We've got two weeks until the postseason. And I think those are the types of things that really scare Cowboys fans. You know, everyone's talking about is, you know, this team on fraud alert and this and that. And um, I don't think so, uh, you know, but they have to prove it. And when you have 27 years of this history – lingering um you know i think that does weigh on you you know and and hopefully some jimmy johnson history saturday can can kind of uh be a good cleanser to that what's your take uh having been around micah it seems like i mean he he definitely let things boil over i think after that roughing the passer call because he is clearly frustrated he's not getting the holding calls. I know we talked about it with Todd. Well, everybody's got a gripe is with Todd. And he made some good points there. I'm sure that Miles Garrett and TJ Watt and the best pass rushers in the game feel the same way. But you being around Micah uh, when you've had the opportunity to, I mean, where, where are your thoughts on that and how his frustration is right now? Yeah, Mike has been interesting to follow talking with him since his rookie year to now. I think he's, he's certainly changed in certain ways. He came in and he, he was willing to talk about everything. I think these days you can sense more that there are certain things he does want to talk about. And there are certain things that uh, he's going to put his head down and give you a short answer on. And the penalty thing he's talked a lot about, and I'm very split on this because, you know, I, I don't think that it helps your case to over talk about it because these refs are human and you can't tell me that they don't hear this and maybe file a little bit of prejudice about it in the back of their minds, but we see across sports, you know, this is a part of the game is talking to referees and lobbying for calls. We see that in basketball all the time and star guys get calls. So, you know, when you see some of the images come out on social media, like we did this week of him being held by two guys and there's no call and you, you know, process that it's been since what mid October, I believe since he's drawn a holding call. Yeah. I think there's a gripe there to be had. Um, I just don't know that talking about it does him much good. Do you feel like, though, that that as frustrated as he is, I understand saying not talking about it, but the, and you mentioned the the referees being human and all that, though, is what way does he? What way does the point get across, though? That that's that's what mm-hmm. I mean. These these officials, these these the league, everybody watches this tape and sees the games, and you see Micah Parsons continually get held. How else does he get his message across that I am, I'm tired of this, but you know, like Archer said, Hey, there's other defensive ends that have had to deal with this too, probably in the league. Yeah. You know, I think maybe the Cowboys should be going to bat for him more, you know, um, 
and I didn't feel like Mike McCarthy had a whole lot to say. No, he really did. I mean, I know that no. the question he was asked was really about, you know, Micah and his reaction to it. You know, I, I'm sure Micah wouldn't hate if McCarthy came out and was a little bit more vocal to it. And quite honestly, you know, Jerry earlier today, he, he didn't really, I no. feel like, come out with a strong statement either. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a really tough situation. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm kind of dumbfounded by it, to be honest. Yeah. Jeff, I know you cover uh, all sports here in the Metroplex. So are we uh, going to start the campaign, Luca, for MVP soon? Boy, I think so. That was incredible last night. When you think about some of the wins that he has propelled this team to lately without Kyrie, you know, let's not forget the Lakers win uh, the yeah. other week. And then last night, I mean, it just feels like Doncic is kind of growing to a new level in front of our eyes over the last month or so. And whereas I think when you think back to the spring, I think, you know, I can speak for myself that, you know, even the idea of bringing Kyrie back, wasn't sure that's enough to win it all. I think Luke is changing my thought on that right now. Do you think the Jeff, do you, are you buying in on the conditioning aspect of it? With Luca, we kind of all feel like I me. Mean, he's just he's such a, just such an outstanding player. But all these minutes and stuff, are you buying in? Like, man, different different outlook, different you know physical makeup and all that with him. I no, no, you know, I think that is a concern. You know, especially when you think about all the summer basketball he's playing too. Um, hopefully, Kyrie can take some of the load off. Yeah, but. <laughs> You just you have to ride this guy the way he's playing right now, and the West obviously is, will be a gauntlet as it seems to be every year. So, I hope he doesn't burn out. But I will say, from what I've been able to see so far this year, it seems like his defense is better. That showed up the other night as well. Um, so I th- I think he's in the best shape of his life. I think the concern to your point, Brian, is will he wear down? Yeah, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll find out. Jeff Kolb with us here in the G-Bag Nation. Before we let you boogie out of here, man, we we do love talking food. I mean, Brian is our resident chef here. I'm curious <laughs> okay. what the spread was like in Miami and out of your travels so far, who does have the best press box spread outside of AT&T Stadium, which we know is very special. Yeah. First of all, nothing will top AT&T, at least in my travels so far, and I can't say I've been to every uh, NFL stadium. I, I was impressed with Miami, particularly – the halftime spread crept up on me. They had the uh, piggy in a blanket, which were very popular. So the press box was a little bit too cold. It seemed like the visiting media side was a little bit more air conditioned than it needed to be. Uh, but the but the food was top notch for sure. But nothing tops Jerry World. You guys know that. Nothing at all. I mean, he's absolutely fantastic. Jeff, uh, you're fantastic. We really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for giving us some time course enjoy the rest of the week have a happy new year and i'm sure we'll see you i'll see you on saturday night absolutely can't wait guys great to be on it and happy early new year celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of colors starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster tempur-pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.